Hi, welcome to the Desert Farm Wives podcast. I'm April. I'm a little glam and a little country. I'm a city girl figuring out life on the farm, raising babies, animals, flowers, and growing our business one day at a time. I'm Jamie, a produce girl in the farming world, raising babies and businesses. I'm sweet as a melon, but spicy as a chili, and I'll certainly sell you both. I'm Lou, farming onions in Mexico, wild and free, with a passion for health and self-discovery. Farming each day with desert vibes and watching the beautiful sunrise, we are three farm wives, farm moms, and desert divas navigating our way through family, farming, raising kids, and living life to the fullest. Join us for real talk on what it's like to farm through the deserts of the Southwest and Mexico. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Desert Farm Wives podcast. We are so excited to be here again today um, and we're looking forward to today's discussion. Today we're going to be talking about trudging through the trenches and navigating our way through seasonal struggles, which I'm sure anyone who is involved in farming, ranching, or agriculture can relate to this episode 100%. So welcome, Lou and April. Thanks for joining me today again. Hey, Jamie. Hey, April. Hey, gals. Excited to be here. Yes, we're excited for another fun episode. So uh, give us a little bit of an update on your farm. Lou, you've had some big changes happen since last episode. What's going on on your guys' farm? Um, yeah, lots been going on. Um, we moved, so that's kind of a big change for me since, you know, farm wifeness means a lot in the house and in the home. So we're in a new place, we're in a new home, we're in a bigger city where our onion shed is located. So a lot of running back and forth from the shed um, and just dealing with the shed life for our first year, which is a lot of working through kinks and communication and mainly just managing people. And managing people is um, really hard to do. So I yeah, I'll, uh, I'll second that. I totally, I think that's what I was the least prepared for when we started our produce shed. <laughs> Yeah, truck driver. I mean, there's so many people involved and I'm so grateful, but it's it's a lot to take on the role and the responsibility of making sure they're all at the right place at the right time. Crossing the border has been really difficult, you know, all that stuff. But otherwise it's going well. We're halfway through onion season. So that's exciting, um, halfway through. But then, I mean, there's the next crops after that. So it's never ending really, but great. So how far away is your new house and the onion shed like from your like the farm like where you were living? It's an hour. So the farm's an hour away. And then the, the shed is like literally just two miles from our house here in the Mormon colonies. Town. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's an hour back and forth. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. You guys are speaking a whole different language to me. I'm like I'm like, I have no clue about produce sheds and all that. I mean, I, it's just so foreign to me. I mean, I have no clue. So I love watching all stories and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's just so like legit. And like, I don't know. It's just so cool seeing like literally where produce, how it, like where it comes from. And then the process of getting it to grocery stores and to, into consumers. It's really cool. Yeah. A lot of moving parts. Brompton yeah. manages it. 
I'm glad if it was me, like, I don't know how she, but I don't know. Kudos to her. Yeah. Jamie, like what, how do you do everything? <laughs> I, some days I don't know, to be honest. Like, I look back and I'm like, wow, I've come a long way in the whole, um, six years. Cause this will be our sixth season. So I know you say that April, but I say the same thing when I'm seeing you grow all these flowers. So tell us all about what you're doing on your farm. Oh, y'all, I'm exhausted. Um, (laughs) (laughs) On your stories, I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl, I'm so proud of you though. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm so exhausted and just like kind of beyond stressed out, but at the same time, like we're really almost to the point where like, we're going to open, we're going to open in probably three weeks. Um, And I think, I think that some, I don't know if that stress will go away or if it'll just intensify. I don't really know. I'm hoping that it'll just kind of, I don't know, like I'll just kind of come to terms with, Hey, it's here. It's happening. People are here. It's a real thing. It doesn't have to be perfection. People just want something to do and they're going to find joy and peace and all the things out on the farm. And so I'm just really excited for it. Um, but yeah, we've just been busy. We've hired, I think I told you guys that we hired a couple girls to work with us. And so they have really taken on um, more of the labor side of things for me. And that's been a huge help because me trying to have both of my toddlers outside in 105 degree heat while I'm trying to pull weeds or um, plant flowers or I mean, whatever it is. I mean, it was just becoming so stressful. I mean, they were just screaming constantly. And then I was feeling like I was neglecting them. And so these girls are, they're awesome. They're super understanding. They want me to spend time with my girls. They're like, we are here to do this. Like you, you know, they're just amazing. So that's been a huge help. We've been planning lots of events for the summer. And then on like actual farming side, we just harvested um, all of our wheat and praise the good Lord. We had some dry land wheat that came up. And so we were able to harvest that um, over the weekend. Wasn't a lot, but it's, hey, it's a little bit of a paycheck is what we need. And um, we're going to start baling this week. So we've got lots of hay to bale. So that's kind of where we're at. Corn is planted. We've planted corn for the first time in the last couple of years. Um, so we're trying to grow some corn again. And um, yeah, we'll just see see how it goes. <laughs> well, that sounds great. That's awesome. And hey, we wheat prices are real good right now, right? So that's the perfect time to be bailing some wheat. <laughs> um, well, very cool, April. Um, on our farm, we have, what don't we have going on right now? It's been like insanely busy. Um, so we too just started, lose halfway through onions. We just started onions this week. Um, so we're harvesting onions. We grow for three separate processors. So it's kind of a little crazy with our onion program because it's like, okay, this field gets harvested for this certain um, onion shed that's gonna run out. these onions, this field gets processed for a different onion shed. And so trying to keep all that straight is a little hard for me. The guys all know where they're going, but I'm like, wait, where are these onions going again? What? <laughs> um, and then we have our watermelons all planted now. And we just brought in bees on two of the four main fields that we are growing this year. So that's exciting. You can start, we can start seeing little baby melons on the plants today. So that was really cool, really exciting. Um, so we're a little over a month away probably from starting um, the, that season of harvest, which is when my life ends for like three weeks <laughs> because I'm totally busy and completely slammed. But um, I'm really excited this year because we're finally getting into that place where I think 
I'm not going to like preface this because I know it always gets stressful there, like when we're prepping for harvest, but we actually feel really good about where we're at with things and we're really organized and kind of ready for the season. Whereas in the past, there's always like certain projects that we're waiting on or certain equipment that we've been waiting on or like everything's a mess and we're just totally behind. So that's been really exciting for this season. I'm really happy about that. Um, and the big and great news is that we just broke ground today on our farm store. So we are opening up a farm store here in um, our little town of Deming, New Mexico. And we finally, we have been working on this project for over a year now. Um, we've been going through the build. So we actually purchased the back in November. We were planning on already having it completed, but with, you know, the pandemic and everything, every little hiccup, we are finally breaking ground. So we're really excited about that. We're going to be able to offer local grown produce here in our community, um, fresh green chili, uh, pinto beans, watermelons, onions, pumpkins, you name it. So we're really, really excited about that. That is going to be so cool. I cannot wait to see it just all unfold. And like, I don't know, you posted about breaking ground today and I was just, ah, I bet you're just beside yourself. Does it even feel real though? Like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I think it'll feel more real when stuff like starts actually looking like a building right now. It's just the, the ground, but um, yeah, we're really excited about that. And of course it comes with its own, um, level of other stresses and nerves and uncertainties. And so we're really hoping that it takes off, but with this being our first season, it's, we know it's gonna be really stressful, really busy, and it's gonna come with its own set of struggles, which is why we're talking today. You know, The three of us have been back and forth talking probably over the past month about just struggles that we are facing on our farms. And I like to say it's a new season, new struggles. <laughs> and sometimes maybe it's even the same old struggles. Um, but in every farming season, we are faced with uh, countless struggles. How we face those struggles though is the key to how we overcome them. And uh, I like to say difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. And I think it's so very true that the more difficult your road, if you can persevere and push through, the better that destination will be. So we all find ourselves trudging through the trenches during different stages of life and different times throughout the season. Um, I, farming can be the most frustrating, rewarding, scary, and exciting thing all in a single season. So we go through this roller coaster of farming every single season. And it's taken me a long time to just let go of the things that are really uncontrollable. The market prices, the weather, disease presence, um, and really only focus on those areas that we can control. And as a farm wife, that was the hardest thing for me jumping in. Um, and sometimes those uncontrollable factors can be very overwhelming. And so we wanted to talk a little bit today about how the three of us, as we call like semi-seasoned farm wives, have learned to deal with these uncontrollable measures, have learned to like deal with the stresses and just really trudge on through because we know that this is just a part of the season that we all face every year. And how do we get through that and overcome it and, and still um, have all our hair and it not be too gray, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, I don't know about you girls, but right now we're seeing all our crops are growing. They're all in the field. They are super needy right now. So everything is being pushed into them as far as fertilizer goes, as far as hand labor goes. Um, and when they're still in the field, we're not seeing a paycheck. And that's really a struggle when you're looking at your bank account and you're like, you know, everyone wants to be paid right now. All of our bills are due and yet we're not seeing any income coming in. So um, what for you girls is the most difficult thing that you feel like you face each season? Well, Jamie, I mean, I know that you and I have texted this week because we've just kind of have related just with the stress of, yeah, like we're at that point of the year where everything's invested. Everything's invested in the crop, every, you know, the seed, the irrigation, the electricity bill, the um, fertilizer, the manure, whatever it is. I mean, everything's just invested. And yeah, I mean, things need to be paid and we need money and we're trying to scrape by. And then, you know, you've got markets that are up and down. You've got, um, I mean, just drought, right? <laughs> we all can relate to that. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been, it's been a difficult season. I feel like, but ever since, like ever since last year, ever since COVID, it just got, I mean, there's just the drought was so bad, just the drought and then COVID. And then, I mean, everything just, it's just been a really hard season, prolonged season. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. Um, along with that, I think just farming specifically, and I don't know much about in any other careers. I haven't lived in other careers for a long period of time, but the, the financial unpredictability in farming, if you really start thinking about it and stressing over it and getting in that downward spiral of thoughts, it can be really overwhelming. Um, honestly, our livelihood is up in the air every single year. It's like, well, we'll have to wait till harvest. Well, let's just wait until harvest. Well, maybe after harvest, we'll see. Once we get our checks in, maybe we'll, maybe this year we'll make it. You know, it's, maybe this year we're just gonna, oh, we're just gonna go all out, you know? And it's just this constant, unpre so unpredictable. We don't have some set salary we're making every single year. It is literally just whatever we get out of the uncontrollable circumstances of nature and the best of our ability. That's a struggle. That's hard, like you girls are saying. And I mean, on top of it, you've just, there's so much you, don't control. And so I think the sooner that we, you can get in a mindset and I, um, I feel like I'm finally there, but it's, I mean, I've been a farmer's wife for almost 10 years. So I've had 10 years of practice, but the sooner you can get to a place of complete surrender, like just honestly surrender to whatever is going to happen because this happens every single year. We all know we can keep getting upset about it and stressing out about it. And it's going to be the same thing next year. And we can keep making a huge deal about it and muddling through it in our mind. But until we can get to a point of just acceptance and surrender, that's where it needs to be. Definitely. And I think it's like, it's harder said than done. I mean, it's easy to say, okay, I'm just going to let go of it. And I'm not going to worry about it this year. Um, but the reality of it is sometimes those come and they hit you right in the face. Like it's right in front of you. You need money and you need it right now. You need to be able to pay those bills or your pumps are going to get turned off if you don't pay the electricity bill and stuff like that. Um, and I think it, it is like you're saying, Lou, you just have to come to a place in your heart where you're like, okay, 
I'm just gonna take a deep breath. Even when it's facing me right square on, we, no matter what I know, we're gonna be able to get through this and we're gonna be able to figure out a way. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. And uh, if anything, farmers really can figure that way out. So um, sometimes it involves a little bit more strategic planning. Sometimes it involves a heck of a lot of prayer. <laughs> sometimes it involves, you know, just swallowing your pride and asking some people for help if you really need help. Um, and I think if anything, that's what I have learned in the 10 years as a farm wife is that no matter what, like even on our hardest of seasons, we have still figured out a way to get through it. And, and maybe it wasn't the best situation and maybe we didn't end up the best way and who knows maybe at the end of this year our farm will not be here we don't know that for a fact and I think like Lou's saying that is the hardest thing you know Cole always jokes about it and he's like I might as well just take all this operating money that the bank gives me and go sit down at the blackjack table because I think I have better odds some years and that's so the reality of it is so true like we literally are the biggest gamblers in our career and that's what we do for a living um, and that can be really really difficult and we can have a lot of loss of sleep. Lou you're talking about the shed and starting up the produce shed and uh, I can remember my first season I was clueless you know I'm like learning the produce industry from the ground up and we, you were saying you guys have had some rejected loads and the border crossings and different things like that. And I can remember, I kid you not, I would wake up almost probably like every two hours. So I would check my email at like two in the morning, one in the morning, whenever I would wake up, I'd just be like refreshing my email, refreshing my email because they would send me an email if something got rejected. And I'd be like, okay, so I had, and I would be like calculating how long would it take this truck to get to um, Arizona, to Tulsa, Arizona, to deliver a load of watermelons because the truck should be there already. And then it takes them about this long to deliver. And so that truck should have gone through. So if I don't have an email, I'm hoping that that means that that truck went through. And like, what was I going to do at two in the morning laying in bed? I'm like stressing out about it. And at that point, I had zero control over it. So really, it takes like now I have gotten to a point where I just know once that it leaves my facility, I've done all I can do. If we get rejected, we just deal with it when it happens. And, um, you know, it takes being on the offense versus being on, being on the defense, because on the defense, you can't do anything when it's in the farming industry. Yeah, it's, oh, go ahead, Lou. No, go for it. <laughs> well, I was just going to say like, I, I stress out a lot. Right. But I'm not the person, like I don't lose sleep over stress. Like I, I love my sleep. I, I sleep really well, very blessed to have <laughs> good sleep in my life. Um, but Jason, on the other hand, um, he has been really struggling. Like what you were talking about, Jamie, just with, um, just him being so stressed out, waking up at two in the morning, wide awake, wondering, oh my gosh, did the cows get out? Oh my gosh, are they out of water? Oh no. What? Oh, I think the pasture, I think the pasture's too dry and they're not, you know, they're not getting enough. They're going to get out on the highway. I mean, just constantly. And I'm constantly having to remind him, honey, what can you do? It's 2am. Are you really, you're going to go to work. You're, you're literally going to go out there and work right now. No, you have to sleep, you know? Um, 
but it's that I think it's so hard and I think that so many farmers and farmers wives and farmers families they deal with it but it is that like release of control like we are not I mean we can do all that we can but that's all we can do and we have to surrender like Lou was talking about like we can't control every single aspect of farming and if we think we can we're in the wrong industry <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, pick a new industry because this is rough. It's tough. I don't, I mean, I, and just like you, I think this applies to every aspect of life in general. Just you've got to ride through the waves of struggle. Life is just constantly gaining and losing things, gaining and losing relationships, gaining and losing friendships, gaining and losing money, gaining and losing careers, gaining it just cons. It doesn't end. So if you can get this right now in regards to being a farm wife and your life, then just imagine how easy that mind, because it's a mindset. It really is. I feel like being a farm wife takes a really tough mindset. If you can get that right in being a farm wife, which it teaches you really quick, then I feel like you can apply that into so many things in your life. Yeah. And also... Um, I was talking, I think it was April made a post yesterday, just about like your mindset. And it's, I've just been thinking a lot lately, like what world are you creating up here in your mind? Like what thoughts are you feeding and what thoughts, um, are you, are you, um, yeah. What are you feeding your mind? Because whatever you're feeding that, that's what world you're living in. That's what you see. And that's how you perceive the world. So if you can continue to keep a positive outlook and a positive mindset, for your husband, for the sake of your business, do it because that's a beautiful world to live in. Yeah. And honestly, for myself, um, being involved in Instagram and starting to engage with other women in the farming community has really helped me out. So I think having other people around you too, like surround yourself with people who are really going to encourage you and who are going to motivate you. And it's unfortunate, but I think a lot of times in the, when you're trying to tell people who are outside of farming, what's going on, it just doesn't really make sense to them. And it's hard for you to relate to that struggle unless you're actually living it. And so it's been really, for me, going through the pandemic is when I really started getting on Instagram and meeting other women and other farm wives. And for me, this has been the most amazing thing because I can reach out to you girls or other girls that I know and be like, hey, I'm experiencing the same thing. Like, and we can talk together and vent to each other or even pray together, whatever it takes to kind of help ease our hearts and help us to relinquish that control. Because like you said, Lou, sometimes like that's just, it's you, your mindset doesn't get there right away. But if you have someone who's there to help you motivate you and to be like, it's okay, Jamie, everything's going to be all right. And just to talk you down when you're feeling anxious or uncomfortable, I think that's a huge deal too. Yeah. I mean, I think that, well, I think as a farm wife, we have this, we have a really hard role. I mean, like what you guys are saying, like we have to be really tough. And a lot of times we do need that community and those people to talk to, because if, I don't know, it's hard sometimes going to the farmer 
or the farmers, whatever in your operation and sharing your, your fears and your worries, because you're a lot of times you're taking it on from them and you're trying to be strong for them and encourage them. Um, and so it is really nice to kind of have that community of just farm wives and being able to relate and know that you guys understand and I'm not going to stress you out more. Well, maybe, hopefully not, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. I feel like a lot of times as farm wives, we do feel that pressure to be the grounding foundation of positivity for our husbands who are managing the farm. And that's a lot of pressure. I think it's necessary though. I think we need, to, I think they need that. I think we need to be that for them as much as possible. Um, and it is, it's a lot of pressure. So I think we do need community. We, that's why we've been loving clubhouse lately. Um, call a friend. And just like you were saying, April, like this, you, you hired help, like ask for help. Ask there's people there that also are needing jobs, like provide jobs for your community, ask for help, um, hire, a financial advisor, hire an accountant, make some changes, innovate. Like it doesn't have to be this old school way of doing it either. So there's changes you can't, what you can control and what you can change, make that happen too, to help yourself and to help, help your mental space as well. Because there's things you can change. Yes, that's so do. important. So important, Lou. Yeah, definitely, exactly. Um, one of the things I will say, like on that note, the, when you're saying like hire a financial advisor, hire an accountant and different things like that, that is one area that we have, you know, we talked about that in a previous podcast, I think about how like I do the business side of things and the financials and I focus on that more. And then Cole has always been involved in the growing process of it. Um, but where we've learned on our farm that we sometimes struggle is a miscommunication in that where I pay a bill and then Cole looks at it later and he's like, wait, I didn't buy that fertilizer, you know, or that was billed wrong. Or I'm saying, why are these bills so high? And then he's like, um, it happened to us last week. So I'm like, why are our fertilizer bills so high? And he's like, well, I've got a lot in inventory. I'm like, well, are you using that inventory? What are we doing with that? Why do we have all that? So then we actually went out, we we spent a full day and so it, it's hard because then that takes away from his day of trying to grow things and make sure the crops are taken care of but we spent a full day just looking through our inventory making sure that what we had was necessary and that maybe he can send some stuff back and so we've really changed everything about that um just to make sure like we've tried to mesh more together as far as that goes um, and he's trying to understand the business aspect of it a lot more, especially this year. And I think that's another thing that's really hard about farming is that you have to be your accountant. You have to be on top of the financials all while you're trying to make sure that your crops are in, in the field there aren't dying and it's 105 degrees and you have to make sure that it's getting the proper irrigation and that they're getting the fertilizer that they need and that you're coordinating the harvest crews in the right direction. So it's a lot to think about. And I think that's been the hardest thing for Cole. He can grow the heck out of a plant, but the management side of it is what's really difficult. And um, so he's learning a lot. And I think it just takes time. Like, like I said, new season, different struggle. Um, but I think he's growing a lot and it's really been good. And supporting him through that has been rough at times because I want to just be like, 
just do it. Just talk to them. Just communicate because I'm a communicator and he's learning that process. And so we've had to learn through that together. And I've still had to be that good support. It's almost like, you know, in, in other job workspaces, you need to do your like little um, personality tests to work well with each other and learn each other's strengths and weaknesses and all those things. Jason and I always joke about that because we have a lot of miscommunications also like with different things and different expectations or whatever it is on the farm. And it's just always funny. We're like, okay, we need to get out our personality tests and study these again in the workplace because <laughs> we're not understanding each other. <laughs> Well, and then it's hard to, especially like when you get into harvest, it is so fast paced. Like it's like, we got to know now. And like, like for instance, earlier I had a labor contractor here asking for a check and I'm like, wait a second. I don't think we pay you that check. And so he, they had harvested onions. Well, the processor needs to pay him, but had I not called Cole to confirm and just given him a check, then it would have gotten completely messed up so it, it is all fast paced too and you have to be like okay wait I'm not just going to react I'm going to think things through first before I make a big decision I cannot even imagine that I would feel so lost if people were coming to me and asking me <laughs> to like pay them for stuff I'd be like um I don't know what's happening but I'm just out here I'm just out here that's all I'm doing I'm just hanging out <laughs> it's so fast paced and it's all just chaos, really. Like, it's really just, I call it organized chaos because I try to stay organized. But like, during the season, I sometimes don't know, like, my right hand from my left. And all of a sudden, I'll look at the clock and I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's five o'clock and I need to go pick up my kids. Like, where did the whole day go? I think communication is so key in that chaos. I remember I was a newlywed farm wife and I think, you know, the biggest thing I was like worried about was I had a newborn baby and I was so worried about making sure my husband had lunch. So I made him a little lunch, you know, like so cutesy with a little note, packaged it all up, like went to go to his office to take it to him. And he is running like mechanicing here and, and seed here and fertilizer here and men here. And I was just like standing there, like trying to give him his lunch. And he literally walked past me and like, like, in a rush and was just like, get out of the way, Louisa. And I was like, like crying myself back to the house. And I was, I took it so personal. I was so offended, cried myself to sleep that whole day. I was just a mess. But I, one of the lessons I learned with that is just like with Bronson and maybe this is just how my spouse works. It's like, get out of the freaking way. Like I got shit to do. So like, you just stay in your lane, I'm gonna stay in my lane, but like, get out of the way. Like, I'm busy here. <laughs> and so oh it, works. It, works for our, it works for our relationship. Like, we had to talk about it too, though. We had to be like, okay, listen, where's your lane? Where's mine? I don't know where the lines are. I mean, we've been married for like 11 years, so I think we figured it out. But geez, sometimes you just really need to sit down and have those conversations and not take things personally because he, did, he wasn't mad at me. He was just stressed out. It wasn't about me bringing lunch. He wasn't, you know, he's stressed. Yeah, he, they get really stressed and you're like, like I would always wanna be like, okay, let's talk it through. Like, tell me all about what's going wrong and I'll help you through it. And he's like, I just don't wanna talk about it right now. Like, we're, we're just not gonna talk about it. And I'm like, okay, but I, I wanna hear about it. And he's like, well, I don't wanna talk about it. So 
it is true. And then there are some times now where I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't want you to talk about it. Like you said yesterday that that field looked really good. Don't come walking through this door now and tell me that it's falling apart because it got some crazy disease and now we're screwed for the season, you know? And that is like the roller coaster. I feel like sometimes he'll walk in and it'll be great. And he's on cloud nine and he's like, oh, this chili field looks so great. And it's producing so good. And then sometimes he walks in and that same exact field, he's talking about how horrible the color looks or how it's burning up because it's a hundred degrees out. And I'm, I have to, I've learned because I used to like wear the pressure and then I'd be like freaking out. And I've had to learn to be like, okay, well, just let it slide. We'll see what tomorrow looks like. Tomorrow might look a little better um, and not take it to heart because I would too. Like Lou, I'd be like, okay, well, I just want my husband to be so happy. <laughs> and the reality of it is they're not always going to be happy. And supporting them through that is sometimes a little rough. I was just dying laughing when you were telling that story, Lou, because there has been so many times it happens every year every year. I'm not kidding. Especially since we've had kids. But I'll be like, Hey, I want to come ride the tractor with you. And it's Jason's voice is always kind of the same. He's like, okay. Um, so how long, how long are you going to ride the tractor with me? And then I'm like, well, why you don't want me to ride the tractor with you. You don't want to spend time with me, especially after having kids though. Like I'll bring him lunch or something on the tractor. And he's like, Oh, you, you want to ride like for how long? And he, we had to have that sit down where he's like, you know, when I'm trying to get things done, it's very difficult to have two toddlers in the tractor. And like, I love you. I love spending time with you, but like maybe like tonight, you know, like I'm just trying to like work and you, you're making me stop the tractor five times and you've got to pee and Leighton needs a diaper and Verity's hungry. And like, you know, like maybe, maybe you just let me work. And like, if you want to go on a sunset tractor ride, we can work that out. But like, let me get this done. But there's just so many times where that's happened. And I've like cried or we've gotten in a fight. And he's just like, can you, can you just learn? Like, this has been eight years now. Like, I love you so much, but. <laughs> just oh, April, I could just see you like walking out into the field and be like, oh, this it's a fun little field trip. Let's all picnic on the, on the tractor. Like. <laughs> And they're like, I'm trying to work. Like, you know, it's yeah, literally. Or I'm like, oh, let me get this on Instagram stories. <laughs> Jesus, like, okay, like you could get some like behind the scenes, but like, leave me alone. Like, let me do this. Oh, the lessons we learn. Hmm. We are so yes, sweet girls. Just wait. There's so much we still need to learn, but those are funny stories. <laughs> there really is. Well, and I have um. Like you were saying, Lou, I've really enjoyed Clubhouse because I feel like I've heard all the sorts of um, stories similar to April's now. And I'm like, yeah, we like all of us farm wives really do share a lot of similarities. <laughs> oh, yeah. seriously. So I think like the main point of this um, it, episode today is that we really wanted to to A, help all the other farm wives out here to realize that you're not alone, that we're all going through struggles. We all face times where we're trudging through the trenches and where it's difficult, you know, that there's times where you wake up and you're like, I just don't want to get out of bed. And, or, you know, you get a phone call and you, your day is going great. And then you get that one phone call that just ruins the whole day and stresses you out and overwhelms you. And um, as women, I think we tend to wear a lot, we take a lot of the pressure in on ourselves and we wear a lot of that pressure on our shoulders. 
And so we wanted everyone to feel today like you're not alone and we're in this with you and we're all in this together. Um, we are all on social media and we're all always happy to lend an ear, to give advice if we can from whatever experiences we've had. So make sure you check us out on social media. April is at the Glam is at Glam Farm Wife. Lou is at, is it L Blue? at Lou Bluth, <laughs> at Lou Bluth, and then I am at Red Mountain Produce. And so the three of us, we we really are easy to reach out to and we want others to feel feel loved and encouraged in this community of Farm Wife because we are all going through all these different seasonal struggles together. But before we go, I want us to take a positivity pledge. Because we know we can feel really negative when we face all these um, when we face all these struggles each year. So I found this positive positivity pledge this year, and I really liked it. And it says, "I shall no longer allow negative thoughts or feelings to drain me of my energy. Instead, I shall focus on all the good that is in my life. I will think it, feel it, and speak it." By doing so, I will send out vibes of positive energy into the world, and I shall be grateful for all the wonderful things that it attracts into my life. So I want everyone that's listening to feel that positivity pledge and go through with it, um, especially this season and especially during this time of the season. So, and to end the uh, episode today, we did not do our, you might be a desert farm wife if. And so I wanted, speaking of struggles, we have been in an exceptional drought. As April mentioned, New Mexico is like dry, bone dry all the time. Um, and lately we've been seeing storms roll in and they kind of just go around us. And so we have constantly been talking about the weather even more so than farmers usually do and so the other night we were all headed into town and Cole said look there's a cloud and he was talking all about the cloud and he's like these clouds used to spit rain and they used to water used to come out of them but now it's just dirt and we we're talking and we mostly thought bad well then all the fact turn six goes Dad, you're just obsessed with clouds. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing ever because Gold did realize, okay, for the last three days, I think I have been talking about a lot of clouds. <laughs> so you might be a desert farm wife if your uh, farmer is obsessed with clouds. Makes sense. I think my kids would say the same thing about Jason. <laughs> Especially in the desert. Especially. Yes, we're all always obsessed with all things clouds. Well, we hope that everyone was encouraged today and really felt um, loved. And we want to thank you for joining us again for the Desert Farm Wives podcast. Please make sure to follow Farm Wives Club on Clubhouse. Follow us on social media at Glam Farm Wife and at Lou Bluth and at Red Mountain Produce. And we'll, we're always here for some positivity, some encouragement. And um, like Whitney always says, there's not every day is good, but there's going to be good in every day. So find the positives, find the good, even through all the trudges and all the trenches and all the struggles of each season. Bye. 
On the Desert Farmwives podcast, we strive to bring you encouragement, joy, and entertainment, all while teaching you a little bit about farming in the desert. Tune in next time as April, Lou, and Jamie continue to discuss family, faith, fitness, and most of all, farming in the desert.